0: And he became. who الَّذِينَ Those who تَمَنَّوا They wished for مَكَانَهُ His place, His position. Whose position? قَارُون Because the first group of people that are mentioned over here, those who يُرِيدُونَ الحَيَاةَ Dunya, who loved this worldly life, who wanted to have similar to what قَارُون was given. So just Amsi. By yesterday, meaning just yesterday those who wanted to be in the place of Karun, they wanted to have what Karun was given. Now what happened? What were they saying today after Karun was swallowed? Yakuluna they were saying Waika Anna. Waika Anna. Oh how? Waika Anna is basically Kalima of Tajub. T is amazement, it's basically a word that expresses amazement. Okay? way is for Tarjub. Right. So waika anna meaning how shocking. How astonished I am. When you're shocked, what kind of words do you say? What kind of expressions do you say when you're shocked? Huh? Wow, oh yeah. No. Huh? Oh my God. There's different versions, right? Some are polite and some are not polite. Right? Some are appropriate and some are not appropriate. This is something that we need to be careful about also. That when we are shocked at something, when we're amazed because of something, at that time also say words which are appropriate. So anyway, they said Waika Anna. How astonished we are. How Allah, Allah, الرزق, He extends provision يشاء, for whomsoever He wills عباده, from His servants, ويقدر, and He restricts. يَبْسُطُ from Bast Bast is to extend, and yaqdir uh, is the opposite of that. That He constricts it. That this is Allah's decision. It is His control. He is the giver, and He is the taker. He gave قَارُونَ so much, and in one moment he took everything away from قَارُونَ. Everything away from قَارُونَ. It was taken away from him. This is Allah's decision. People don't give or take. It's it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gives. We are owned by Him. لَوْ So now after seeing what happened with قَارُونَ, they understood this reality. That all benefit and loss, this is in whose control? Allah's control only. And this is a part of our aqidah. Lawla, they said if not, and that, manna allahu If Allah had not shown favor to us, la khasafa bina. Surely, we would also have been swallowed by the earth. We would also have been Taken in by the earth, la We would have met the same end like Karun. Why? Because we wanted to be like Karun. And a person will be with those whom he loves. Wa Oh how la yuflihul kafirun. The disbelievers do not succeed ever. Those who disbelieve, those who show kufr. Whether that kufr is in the form of denial, rejection of Allah, His commands, His rights, or it is in the form of ingratitude, because remember, kufr is also the opposite of shukr. So such people can never, ever succeed. So after seeing what happened with Karun, they understood. Tilka darul akhirah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala teaches us a lesson over here. Tilka that darul the home of the hereafter, naj'aluha. We assign it lil for those who la Yuriduna. They do not intend. They do not want. علوان, exaltedness, exaltedness, fil-ardi in the earth, wala fasada, nor any corruption. The home of the hereafter, jannah. That is the real home, right? That is the home of Salam, because what happened to Karun's home over here? It was swallowed by the earth. The home of the hereafter, the eternal abode, that is given to who? Who? What is mentioned in this ayah? It is given to al La, everybody say it. La yuridun fil-ardi, Fasada those who neither desire exaltedness on the earth, nor do they desire any corruption. Now what does it mean by this? Ulub one. Ulub. Ulub means to be high. Those who do not want to be high above people, meaning they do not desire to be greater or to show their greatness above people, nor do they try to be greater than what their true status is and become arrogant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because you see, ulub is to rise, right? To be high, meaning you have to rise. Ala, Ala ya'lu, he rose, he exalted himself. Right? So, la yuridhuna fil ardi, meaning in their worldly life, they neither like to go high against people, nor high against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, they do not become arrogant with people, nor do they become arrogant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather they are humble with people and absolutely humble before Allah azza wa jalla. So jannah will be granted to who? The arrogant? The arrogant? Who? Who? The humble. Jannah is the home for humble people. For humble servants of Allah لَا يُرِيدُونَ عُلُوًّا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا fasada The second condition is That they don't desire corruption in the land Now, when a person is doing something wrong Like for example, if a person is wasting a lot of water okay, Is their intention to really waste water? Yeah, let me just leave the water on You know, I want to waste some water Do people do that? No But when a person is wasting water What are they doing? They are fulfilling their desire Which will result in Fasad You understand? So that is meant That they neither pursue their desires To such an extent That corruption Fasad Is the result No They control their desires They control themselves They protect themselves from committing sin you know, for example, if you have something nice, if you can do something nice, it's so tempting to show off. Hmm? Or it's so tempting to even let other people know about what you can do. Like, for example, if you're driving, right, and somebody tries to, you know, overtake you or something, you're like, let me show you. Let me show you what I can do. And so you quickly switch lanes, you know, and then you get ahead of them, and then you don't let change lane or anything like that. You're tempted. You understand? But can this lead to fasad? Serious fasad. Correct? So what is it that will prevent you from really showing off over there? Humility. But it's okay, never mind. Let him go. What is he going to do? So, لا يريدون fil في الأرض ولا فسادا. You see, one is the home of this world, and the other is the home of the hereafter. The home of this world, temporary. The home of the hereafter, eternal, perfect. The home of this world, it's given to everybody. The home of the hereafter is only given to such people. Those who don't want greatness here, they want greatness up in the skies. They don't want greatness here in this life. The seeker of akhirah wants to be known up in the skies. That's where he wants to be famous. And for that he strives to do good. The Prophet ﷺ said, I looked at paradise and saw that the majority of its residents were the poor. Majority of the residents of Jannah were who? People who were poor in this world. Because money is fitna. Many people get... Affected by dunya, by their money It's very rare That a person has money And yet they have self-control And sometimes self-control You know, it doesn't necessarily mean Oh, don't go have alcohol No, it means don't show off The Prophet ﷺ said On the day of judgment When you will be gathered It will be said Where are the poor and needy of this ummah? They will get up And they will be asked What kind of deeds did you perform? They will say, Our Lord, we were put in hardship and we were patient. And you gave wealth and riches and power to people other than us. Allah will say, you have spoken the truth. So they will enter Jannah before others. And the difficulty of the hisab will be on those who were given authority, power, and those who were given wealth. This is a hadith in Sahih. So this is a fact that you know one is a person who's desiring rul in the world. I want to have more money so that my status is higher. I want to have more education so that my status is higher. Because sometimes it's not just money, it's also job, it's also your career that could lead a person to become arrogant. Right? So the people who are pursuing this world that they're not settled with less because then they are less compared to People, such people cannot make it to Jannah easily. It's going to be very difficult. We have to make Jannah our goal. Jannah our goal. That is the real target. When Jannah is the goal, then what happens? Even when a person gets a whole lot of money, a whole lot of money, a whole lot of fame, it doesn't corrupt him look at the examples of Dawood alayhi salam, Sulaiman power, money, everything, did it corrupt them? Did it corrupt them? No it didn't. It in fact led them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sulaiman alayhi said, Hada min faḍli Rabbi." This is from the favor of my Lord. He didn't show off over there. So money, worldly, fame, riches, whatever it is, it is a tool. It is a tool. It's either a tool that a person will use to take him to Jannah or a person will let it corrupt him and it will take him to a very bad place. So, this hadith in particular that I mentioned about poverty, because the thing is that many times if we have less, we're not happy with it. We're not content with it. But if we do become content with it, that, oh Allah, I'm trying to make more money, but I cannot after all compromise my deen. So I'll be satisfied with what you've given me. He's content with less over here then Allah will compensate him on the day of judgment. But there are very few people who will bear this patiently. Generally what happens, either we become angry, we become depressed, we become upset with Allah's decree. And sometimes we also begin to adopt haram means to gain ulub in this world. Haram means That for example How can we say that We don't own this house You understand Sometimes What is it that makes people Take a haram loan And buy a house What is it that prompts them Oh we have daughters They have to get married And when people will come and ask For their hand in marriage How can we say that Oh we don't own this house You understand This is yuriduna fil Wanting Supremacy in this worldly life at the cost of what? the home of the hereafter so sometimes this is what we think how can I do without a house of my own? how can I do without a car of my own? how can I do without furniture in my house? how can I do without such and such and such? Allah offers us better but we say no we want it now now even if it's through haram means. So the home of the hereafter is reserved for the humble servants of Allah, for the obedient servants of Allah. And those whose focus is obedience, manja bil hasanati. Then whoever comes with a good deed, meaning on the day of judgment, فَلَهُ خَيْرًا مِنْهَا Then he will have better than it. Meaning, he will be rewarded many times more than what he has brought. This is real treasure. This is real wealth. This is real richness. That a person is rich in the hereafter. And whoever comes with an evil deed, fala Then he will not be recompensed. Who? السيئات, those who do evil deeds, Except as much as what they used to do. And this is real poverty. What is real richness? The richness in the home of the hereafter. What is real poverty? Poverty on the day of judgment. Richness and poverty are not by money; they are by deeds. indeed the one who farada the one who has made obligatory alayka on you al-Qur'an, the Qur'an, la Surely He will return you ilamaad to a place of return. Now at the end of the surah, the Prophet is directly addressed over here. These verses are the concluding verses of the surah. Remember I mentioned to you earlier that Surah Al-Qasas, it is said that this surah was revealed near the time of Hijrah, right? That part of it is Makki, part of it is Madni. So it's, some say that this was around the time of Hijrah. And the story of Musa is mentioned over there in this surah. And Musa in particular, what we learn in this surah about him, is how he ended up leaving Egypt. Right? Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring him back? Did Allah bring him back to Egypt? He did. As a prophet. In a better state now. You understand? He fled as a criminal, Right? You know, he was basically running to protect his life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought him back with izzah. He came as a prophet. He came as a messenger. He came to speak to Fir'aun. So the Prophet وسلم, what happened with him? Did he have to leave Mecca too? He had to. Because if he slept in his house that night, what would happen? The mushrikeen who had surrounded his house would have killed him. Right? So in the middle of the night, the Prophet ﷺ left. So, إِنَّ الَّذِي فَرَضَ عَلَيْكَ الْقُرْآنَ O Prophet sallam The one who has made the Qur'an obligatory on you. The one who has imposed this Qur'an on you. What does he mean by this? He's imposed the Qur'an on you. Meaning he hasn't given you a choice concerning the Qur'an. He has sent it down on you. He has made it mandatory on you that you must recite it, that you must convey it, that you must implement it. Was the Prophet ﷺ asked? Did Jibreel come to him asking him, here this is an offer? Right? Accept this contract. Would you like it? Was the Prophet صلى given the choice? No, he wasn't. Allah made it obligatory on him. You must receive this Quran and you must convey it. So the one who gave you this obligation, raduka ila maad. Rad. One who does rad. Rad is to return. So la surely raddu one who will return ka you ila maad to the place of عود. Ma'ad from Ain Waudal, place of out, place of return. Meaning, yes, you're leaving Makkah. Well, Allah will bring you back to Makkah in a better state. Did that happen? Yes. Very soon, the Prophet ﷺ returned to Makkah as a victor. And Ma'ad, place of return, is also understood as Maqam Mahmud the praiseworthy station that the Prophet ﷺ shall be assigned on the Day of Judgment. And only he will be assigned that station. So basically the lesson over here is rely on Allah and expect only a good result from Allah. You weren't given a choice regarding this matter. And you have accepted this matter. You have suffered a lot in the way of Allah. And Allah will not deprive you of good here and in the next world, He will grant you victory. He will grant you honor. He will give you unlimited reward. So keep working. Qul say, Rabbi a'lamu, My Lord is most knowing. abil huda of the one who has brought guidance, woman who and the one who is in manifest error. Meaning, with your return to Mecca, the truth shall become manifest. The truth will become clear. Wama kunta, and you were not tarju. You expect. You never ever expected Raja to have hope for something to expect it. So you never imagined. You never expected, and that yulqa it will be conveyed ilayka to you alkitab the book. You never imagined in your wildest dreams even. That the Quran will be given to you. The Prophet ﷺ is being told that you never, you never thought about this. Illa but it is a mercy from your Lord. It is only Allah's mercy on you that you have been given this Quran. فَلَا تَكُونَنَّ So you must never be ظَهِيرًا An assistant Kafirin To the disbelievers Do not assist the disbelievers How? By leaving your work Do your work properly We see that Musa ﷺ When he approached the mountain Did he expect that he will be given prophethood over there? Did he think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Was going to talk to him? No way Likewise, the Prophet ﷺ never imagined that the Qur'an will be given to him. That he will be chosen as a Prophet. So what he's being taught over here is that Allah has given this to you without you even imagining or expecting it. This is purely Allah's mercy. Exclusively His favor. So receive this favor gracefully and do your assigned task well, properly. Allah has bestowed a huge favor upon you. Now you do ihsan in your obedience. You see, if you hoped, right, if you had this hope that your mom is going to give you a gift when you graduate, for example, and then she gives you a gift, it's, it's a very nice feeling, right? But if you did not even think that she would give you a gift and that gift just shows up, it just shows up. You weren't expecting it And it just shows up Imagine one day you go home And there's a car standing in the driveway And you wonder who's who's inside And you go in and they're like Here for you I mean just imagine If this were to happen to you You never expected it It just happened This is completely their favor on you Right? Because if you had even expressed that wish Then it was as if you were asking for it the Prophet ﷺ never imagined it. This was only Allah's favor on him that he was given the Qur'an. So he's told, do not be an assistant to the disbelievers. Meaning, if you do not do your job properly, then you are assisting who? The disbelievers. So do your job well. Yes, it's difficult, but do it properly. walla and not De. At all avert you. They at all prevent you. Sadh. Sadh to stop, right? And yasuddu. Yasuddu, why? Because it's day. So, let them not prevent you. Let them not avert you. And ayat illahi from the verses of Allah. Meaning from reciting the verses, from conveying the verses. Baada id ilayk. After they have been revealed to you. Meaning once knowledge has come to you, don't let people stop you from it. And invite people to your Lord. This is the goal. And never be of those who associate others with Allah. The Prophet ﷺ would never do shirk. Then what is meant over here? Same thing. That leaving this work is supporting the? Mushrikeen. Leaving the command of Allah and giving importance to what people say is a form of shirk. It is a form of shirk. تدعو, and never call upon Ma'allahi With Allah ilahan akhar Another God Never ever make this mistake Realize and never forget The seriousness of this crime You know because As children maybe we learnt about How bad shirk is right? And then As we grow older And we meet different people And we learn about different things We're like yeah shirk is bad Yeah okay And then when we see this concept Being emphasized in the Quran Again and again We wonder what's the big deal it is a very big deal. Never forget the seriousness of the sin. Because La إله إلا هو. There is no deity but Allah. This is the greatest reality. كل شيء likun. Everything will be destroyed illa Except His face. Everything will be destroyed Except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So seek none but Allah. Pursue nothing else except His face. Lahul Hukmu. His is the judgment that is inescapable. Wa ilayhi And to Him you will be returned. So prepare to meet Him. Prepare to meet who? Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. In Surah Al Kahf, 38, we learn, Wa la Rabbi I do not associate with my Lord. Anyone. In Surah Al-Muzzammil, Ayah 9, we are taught: "Rabb al-Mashriq wal la ilaha illahu, He is the Lord of the East and the West. There is no deity except Him, so take Him as disposer of your affairs. In Surah Al-Rahman, Ayah 26-27, Allah says: "Kullum fan." Everyone upon the earth will perish. ويبقى وجه ربِّكَ ذو الجلالِ And there will remain the face of your Lord owner of majesty and honor. So then is it worth it? Pursuing dunya? Is it worth it? To love dunya? Is it worth it? No, it's not. Because no matter what it is that we fall in love with, it's going to finish. It's going to break. It's going to get destroyed. The only one, the only being that is worthy of our heart, of our lives, of our actions, of our efforts, is who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because la ilaha illahu. Lahu al-hukmu wa ترجعون His judgment prevails and ultimately we have to return to him. So let's prepare to meet him. Let's listen to the recitation of these
1: verses. اللَّهَ يَبْسُطُ الرِّزْقَ لِمَن يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ وَيَقْدِرُ لَهُ لَا أَمْنًا لَّمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا لَخَسَفَ بِمَا وَإِن لَا يُفْلِحُ الْكَافِرُونَ تلك الدار الآخرة نجعلها للذين لا يريدون علواً في الأرض ولا فساداً والعاقبة للمتقين من جاء بالحسنات فله خير منها ومن I فلا يجزى الذين who is the إلا ما كانوا يعملون إن الذي فرض عليك القرآن one إلى معاد وَلَالِمُبِينِ وَمَا كُنْتَ تَرْجُو أَن يُلقَىٰ إِلَيْكَ الْكِتَابُ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً مِّن رَّبِّكَ فَلَا تَكُن ظَهِيرًا لِّلْكَافِرِينَ ولا يصدنك عن ايات الله بعد اذ انزلت اليك وادع الى ربك ولا تكن من المشركين ولا تدع مع الله اله اخر لا اله Okay.
0: Share your favorite ayah from this lesson or part of ayah with the person standing next to you. All right. Can I tell you my favorite part? Can I? Okay. The ayah in which Allah subhanahu wa taala addresses the Prophet sallallahu that Inna faraba la ila ma'ad. You know, you're studying the Sirah these days, and I mean, you know how the Prophet sallallahu life was literally turned upside down. Right. Everything was just everything changed when the Quran came in his life people who respected him were now the same people who abused him the place in which his life was safe was now the place in which his life was in danger in a place where because of your loss your closest ones would feel bad for you now what happened? people were rejoicing At any loss, the Prophet faced, like for example, the death of his son. Abu Jahl mocked at the Prophet. So, the Prophet endured a lot, a lot of difficulties because of the Quran. This is a fact. But what do we see in his life? That he accepted he embraced all those difficulties and he did not give up and allah subhanahu wa taala addressed him here in mean, this ayah shows so much love for the prophet sallallahu that don't think all of this difficulty the suffering is in vain no he is going to bring you back over here he is going to raise your status he is going to give you a position that no other human being will be given no angel shall be given and this is a huge lesson that when a person suffers anything in their life because of Allah, because of Qur'an, then that suffering is not actually suffering. What is it? It's a blessing because it's only going to draw a person closer to success. And this is exactly what the next surah is about. Or at least the beginning of the next surah, Suratul ankabut is about.